0: 2 Samuel chapter 22, I want to begin reading in verse 1. The Bible said, Then David spoke to the, to the Lord the, word of this, the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surround me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid, the sorrows of Sheol surrounded me The snares of death confronted me in my distress. I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God, and he heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth, and coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet and he rode upon a cherub and he flew and he was seen upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness, uh, darkness canopies around him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Uh, from the brightness before him coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered His voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and He vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were uncovered at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of His nostrils. I want to preach and teach for a little while this morning. On let us give praise to our God for delivering us in our time of need. Let us give praise to our God for delivering us in our time of need. You see, enemy after enemy confronts us as we walk through life. I would like to be able to stand here and tell you this morning that because you're a born-again Christian and because you're saved and because that you've got God in your life, that you're never going to have a struggle. You're never going to have a battle. You're never going to be confronted by anything. But I know if I said that, I would not be telling you the truth. We are going to walk through things and we're going to go through things. The enemy that confronts us are innumerable and come from a wide variety of directions. They could come from the evil intentions of a person or come from a variety of trials or temptations that face us every day of our lives. Every day we face different things sometimes it could be a physical exhaustion it could be mental exhaustion it could be anxiety it could be tension it could be distress or torment or a physical or sexual abuse or loneliness or depression or illness or a disease it could be an accident that took place in our life or our family it could be unemployment that has hit us it could be an addiction that we're battling with it could be a lack of purpose or direction it could be uh, something immoral or evil thoughts. Uh, It could be financial difficulties uh, or it could even be the death uh, and the loss of a loved one that has thrown us uh, into a tailspin. We could go on and on by naming the things that the enemy tries to use against us to distract us and to hinder us or to hold back the progress of God. But what I want to stress is that our only hope or escape or deliverance is only going to come through the Lord. It's only going to come through him there is no other door there is no other escape there is no other resource the Lord will deliver us from all of our enemies whether the enemy is a man or the most severe temptation or trial you see God's power to deliver was the great lesson that David had learned and it is the great lesson that I want us to learn as we study these verses this morning and what David was trying to point out and what he saw when he was writing these scriptures. You see, in looking back over his life, David could see the wonderful hand of God saving and delivering him time and time again. And in reviewing his life, his heart was flooded with praise. He couldn't help, but he was overcome with praise and thanksgiving. He began to examine and began to look at his life. He began to talk about and look at the things that God had done for him and how that God had delivered him and how that God had answered prayer and how that protection had been upon his life and when he began to examine and ponder these things, his heart and spirit was overcome with such a spirit of praise and thanksgiving that he could not contain himself. And there were some things that I want to point out that David realized. First of all, David praised the Lord for his unfailing security in protecting and delivering him from the violence of men. Verses 2 through 4 said the Lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer the god of my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold my refuge my savior you save me from the violence and I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so so shall I be saved from my enemies You see, throughout David's life, the Lord had delivered him from every enemy and through every struggle and every war that David ever participated in. Anytime he found himself in a situation, he could look back and see the delivering hand and the protective hand of God on his life. For eight long years David had been pursued by King Saul himself and then for the rest of his life he had been engaged in one war after another. He was even labeled as a man of war. He had even been taught and talked about as being a man of war. But yet he survived them all. And as far as I know from studying and research, I can't find one place that tells me that David was ever Even wounded in a battle In all the battles In all the wars In all the controversies In all the times That God led him and his men Out into battle David never had a scratch He never got a wound He was never captured He was never tortured He never was hurt In any form or fashion And I can't find anything Throughout church history That tells me Otherwise, so this tells me that even though he was a man of war even though he was in battle after battle God protected him and watched over his life through every battle he went through I believe he began to think about that And that's the reason that David began to praise God by declaring that the Lord is his rock, his fortress, and his deliverer. The Lord is his rock in whom he trusts and takes refuge. The Lord is his shield and horn or power of his salvation. The Lord is his high tower, his stronghold, his refuge, his savior from all the violence. His Lord, his God was his hiding place and just as the Lord delivered David from every enemy every struggle every attack he will do the same for me and you this morning there's nothing that you're going through that God can't bring you through if he can protect David he can protect you don't be afraid but trust God God is opening the door God is bringing you to a place of health and healing. God's bringing you to a point and a place that God's going to strengthen you and lift you up and bring you the peace that you've been looking for. You see, he said in Psalms 33 and 20, he said, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. He said in Psalms 62 and 2, He only is my rock, my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. He said in Psalms 91 and 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Then in Psalms 94 and 22, But the Lord is my defense. My God is the rock of my refuge In Psalms 144 and 2 My goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield He in whom I trust, who subdued my people under me And then in Proverbs 18 and 10 he said The name of the Lord is a strong tower And the righteous runs into it And they are safe I'm glad to know this morning that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I face, no matter what comes upon my life, no matter what hits me, no matter whether I'm expecting it or I'm not expecting it, God knew it was coming and God makes provisions and God prepares a place of contentment and power and victory and anointing for those that will put their trust in Him. You see, not only did David praise God for being his source for protection and deliverance, but he also praised the Lord for hearing his call and always being willing and ready to answer his prayer. He said in verses 4 through 7, he said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies when the waves of death surround me and the floods of the ungodliness make me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surround me, the snares of death confront me in my distress, in all of my anxiety, in all of my negative reports, in all of the attacks of the enemy, in all the lies and the disturbances that's tried to be been brought against my life, in my distress, I call upon the Lord and cried out to my God, and He heard my voice from His temple, and my cry entered His ears. I want somebody to know that God said, I heard you the first time. I'm not deaf. I heard you the first time, and I'm moving in your behalf. You see, sometimes we're confronted by enemies with such a fierce attack that it seems like no one can help. We're overwhelmed, feeling like there's no escape, that death is inevitable. But when these times come, we must keep in mind that there's only one hope and that hope is in the Lord himself. There's only one that's got this thing in control. I've got news for you. I love and appreciate the knowledge, the wisdom, and the ability that God has instilled in doctors, nurses, in the medical field. I thank God for the technology. I thank God for the things that God's gave us, the ability to help heal ourselves and to take care of our bodies. But He has the last word. It's all about Him. When we reach our limitations, we haven't even touched his yet. We ain't even got close. When we're at the end of our rope and we don't know what to do, God's not filled with anxiety. He's not caught off guard. When these times come, our hope is in the Lord. You see, this is the picture being painted by David in this praise to the Lord. But he realized that the only hope that he had was in prayer crying out to the Lord for deliverance. So David praised the Lord for his ears always being open to his cry and hearing him. How many times has the enemy come along and said, You ain't going to do you no good to pray. God didn't hear you anyway. It ain't going to do you no good to go down there and get prayer. It ain't going to work anyhow. Ain't nothing going to change. Oh, it's not going to do you any good to go get another prayer cloth. You've got 500 of those in a drawer somewhere in your closet and there ain't nothing changed yet. Oh, there's no use in getting one of them prayer blankets. That's just one of them things that they get all worked up and emotional about and there ain't nothing to it anyway. Uh, Honey, I got news for you. Uh, The devil wouldn't be fighting you so hard to keep you away from it Uh, if God didn't want you to have it. uh, That's the reason God wants you to wrap up uh, in his power, in his anointing, uh, in his prayers, uh, and in his touch. David began to remind himself And begin to remember the times That God had brought him through When he's facing death and destruction When he was facing the grave And the snares of death When he was facing the most pressure And urgent distress He had ever felt in his life We need to realize that when we're Overwhelmed with the pressure And distressing situations Of life that we have A God that hears us When we call upon him. It is not falling on deaf ears. God hears us when we pray. There's several scriptures that exhort us and tell us that God hears us when we call upon him. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 34 and 6 he said this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. He said in that same chapter in verse 15 the, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry." He said in Psalm 61 and 2 From the end of the earth Will I cry unto you And when my heart is overwhelmed Lead me to the rock That is higher than I If I'm standing on the rock I'm not going to sink If I'm standing on the rock I'm not going to waver If I'm standing on the rock I'm not going to be tossed to and fro If I'm on the rock There's nothing, nothing I said nothing That can get me off Or can move me me because I'm on the rock that's immovable you see Isaiah 65 and 24 said it, it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer and while they're yet speaking I will hear First Peter 3 and 12 in part A of that verse said this for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers God hears us when we pray the enemy would not be fighting your prayer life so hard if prayer wasn't effective. He wouldn't be fighting you. You see, not only did David praise the Lord for hearing his call and always being ready to answer his prayers, but he also praised the Lord for having the power to deliver him in his time of need. He's not just a God that wants to hear us pray But he's a God that can intervene when things happen in our life and we call on him. He began in verse 8. He said, Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken, because he was angry. And smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring flame from his mouth, and coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub, and he flew, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, and dark waters, and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him coals of fire, were kindled and the lord thundered from heaven the most high uttered his voice he sent out arrows and scattered them in lightning bolts and he vanquished them and then the channels of the sea were seen the foundations of the world were uncovered at the rebuke of the lord and at the blast of the breath of the breath that came out of his nostrils you see throughout david's life He faced impossible situations, terrifying enemies, crisis after crisis. But he also realized that his only hope for victory was crying out to the Lord. In these verses of scriptures, David declares that the Lord heard and answered his prayers. The Lord delivered him from his enemies. The Lord demonstrated his might, his omnipotent power. He has the power to shake heaven and earth. He has the power to cause uh, volcanic eruptions uh, he has the power to cause uh, terrifying storms with dark rolling clouds uh, strong winds torrential rains uh, continuous flashing of lightning uh, and bloom, booming thunder he was the power to he has the power to use the storm uh, to scatter and defeat the enemy he has the power to open a way through the red sea and to strip and lay bare the Leaving it a barren wasteland He said all of this And presented these scriptures To David Because he wanted David to realize I am God I'm the creator of all things I can bring terror I can bring storm I can bring fire I can bring wind I can do whatever I want to do Because I'm God And there is no power greater than me And he began to realize Just who his God is That he is bigger than his storm He's bigger than his battle He's bigger than his problem He's the omnipotent Powerhouse Of our heavenly father Matthew 28 and 18 Jesus said all power has been given to me In heaven and on earth he has all power in heaven, every source of energy, every drop of running water, every ray of light, every degree of heat, every motion of man or animal, all energy serves Him. He is the source of light, the source of life. There is no life without Him. It's by Him that every living creature breathes, by Him that every terrestrial, every celestial being continues to exist. It's it it. He is the maker of all things designer of all things the maintainer of all things nothing that exists does without his permission he is all in all there is no power greater than our god i wish somebody would give him a hand clap of praise mm. Scripture said in 1 Chronicles 29 and 11 He said yours O Lord is the greatness The power, the glory, the victory The majesty for all that is in heaven And in earth is yours Yours is the kingdom O Lord And you are exalted as head over all Both riches and honor come from you You reign over all Your hand is power and might In your hand it is to make great And to give strength to all God is all powerful this morning. Job said in 26 and 12, he said he divided the sea with his power and by his understanding he smites through the proud. Job 42 and 2 said, I know that you can do everything and that no thought can be withheld from you. He said in Isaiah 43 and 13, Yes, before the day was, I am he. There's none that came and delivered out of my hand I will work and who shall hinder it? I'm the one that's got you in the palm of my hand. Who's going to hinder that? What power is there in the earth, under the earth, above the earth, in some universe that has power over me? None. Not one. Matthew 19 and 26, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. It's only impossible in your mind. It's not impossible in God. Believe in the Lord, because there's nothing that He can't do. The heaven is His throne, the earth is His footstool. He holds the stars in His hands and calls them by name. He weighs the f- mountains in a scale, and He knows the number of hairs on every person's head. There's no thought that gets past God. Because He knows every thought, He knows every motive, He knows every intent, He knows every idea, He knows every emotion, He knows every secret, every scheme, every plan, every plot and every act of will. He knows it all. There's nothing that catches God by surprise. If He knows it all, then He's got everything in control in our life. We should be overwhelmed with a spirit of praise because of the delivering and protecting power of our lord we should be overwhelmed with a spirit of praise because god hears our prayers and is standing on ready to answer our prayers we should be overwhelmed with a spirit of praise because our god has the power to deliver us in our time of need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you not know that I am God? That I am the creator of all things. There is nothing above me. There's nothing that I can't do. I see your struggle. I see your battles. I see your storms. I see your heavy heart. But I will raise you above. I will lift you up. I will anoint you. I will strengthen you If you'll open your heart to me And believe upon me And trust me I will bring you into places That you've never been I will do things in your life That you've never seen my power do I am God I am here That I may exalt you And that I may lift you up That I may take away the heaviness in your heart that i may lift the burden that's got you burdened down i am your god i am your deliverer and i am your healer saith the lord mm. Manna da 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 do da 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 do da da Listen not to the voices in your ears that says God's not real. Listen not to the voices of negativism that says the day of miracles are gone. Listen not to your ears that people speak negative things and tell you that the day of God is over. I am here. I am God. I am real. I am the deliverer. I'm the healer. I'm the strength. And I have come that I may bless you and that I may lift you up if you open your heart to trust me. There's nothing that I won't do for you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes. God. <laughs> mm. 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 Yes. Yes. Praise God. Yes. no 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful this morning that the healer is in the house. That the impossible is not impossible with the Lord. When we reach our limitations, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface on His because He has none. I'm glad that God is the healer. God can still bring peace to your heart. He can still mend your body. He can still lift you up. I can't tell you the number of times in just the last 16 years that there's been minister after minister and prophet after prophet that has prophesied over this church and over this congregation that this would be a house of healing. This would be a place that those that were mangled and those that were hurting and those that were in pain and those that, were, uh, that was going through hardships and burdens and, and physical, that this was going to be the healing hospital of where they would come and receive recovery and be healed. And I believe with all my heart that those men... Time and time again, was not just speaking words in the air. I believe they were anointed men of God. I believe that God moved upon them. I believe that God used them. I believe that God ministered through them. And I believe there is a healing gift that God's put on this church. And we've experienced that. We've seen it. There's been numbers of healings uh, 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 by God to people sitting right here this morning. We've heard testimony after testimony after testimony of people that we don't even know we've never met that's been sent prayer blankets, that's received them, that have been healed, that tumors have disappeared, that situations have been overcome, that they've been able able to get out of bed. Their sights have been restored. Their backs have been healed. Their limbs have been restored. Their mobility's been restored. And it's all because God's placed a healing anointing over this house. And I'll, I'll never forget it, probably the first three years I was here, one of the ministers that I had in was an evangelist from Texas, Wade McKinney. And there was one thing that Wade prophesied over me during the very first revival he ever had here, that if he ever had a word that was on target, I believe that he was on target with. God said through him, I placed you here not to just pastor the people, but I placed you here to pastor my anointing. He said, because my anointing is what's going to bring forth my miracle-working power. And if the, if the enemy can hinder my anointing, then the miracles will cease. That's the reason we, we have struggled and battled to keep unity. To not let there be any division come in these four walls. To not let our hearts be overcome with anything that would hinder us in our relationship with God. Because God placed me here 16 years ago not to just pastor you, but to, pl- to pastor the anointing that he placed on this place. And the devil is defeated this morning. The devil is defeated. He thought he was going to put enough sickness enough tragedy, enough surgeries, enough accidents, enough problems that we would say, well, I guess God just don't heal anymore. We gotta, we, 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 we're we're going to just take care of it this way. And I'm not down on doctors. I'm rec- I just recovered from shoulder surgery. I'm not down on doctors. I'm not down on anybody that's facing surgery. And I don't think we need to look at that person or any person as a person of a lack of faith because you're taking care of your body. Trust God. Believe God. Give God the opportunity. And if God leads you into an alternative thing, and God's going to take care of you there, God gave the knowledge to the doctors and the nurses to do the things that we do, or they couldn't do it. It comes from God. It's not a lack of faith because you had surgery. That's just stupid. I won't call the name you probably wouldn't know it anyway but there was a church and within about five miles of a church I pastored one time that preached against violence and preached against things on TV and they didn't want to watch TV and they didn't want their members of their congregation watching TV and they didn't want them seeing all those the things of the world on the TV and so they got all their church members to bring their TVs to church and they went out in the back of the church in the churchyard and they lined them up on a table and then they took 12 gauge shotguns and they blowed them to smithereens and I thought my God how much more violent could you get that's about as idiotic as you could get that's about as stupid as you could get don't want you watching TV cause all that violence but bring your shotguns and let's have a time we get ourselves in some of the most idiotic things you could ever imagine. God's in control. God's in control. And God is still doing miracles and still healing and still delivering. And God's still going to take this church into places that it's never been before. I don't care how, move, how great of a move of God we've seen in the past. I don't care how many great revivals we've had. I don't care who came in and preached. I don't care what they prophesied. I receive it. I accept it and glad they were here. But that's not defining us for who we are tomorrow. God's got a bigger plan for our tomorrow than he's had in the past. God's going to do things in this church. Don't give up on your miracles. Don't let the enemy discourage your faith. Don't let him discourage your heart. But know that the day of miracles is not over, and God is still.